0: Good evening and welcome to our e-broadcast. I'm so glad that you have joined us tonight and I pray that you and your family are safe and sound and healthy and happy and that everybody's doing well. And thank you for joining tonight. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm so glad that you are a part of this. We're very excited to have a special guest with us tonight. We're to talking about leadership. And in particular,
1: we're going to about leadership in the midst of And so we are Dr. David Bernard. Dr. Bernard has two,
0: has authored a number of books, successful churches,
1: has served for a number of general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church International. United Pentecostal Church has a constituency of five million people, more than forty-two thousand churches, daughter works and pre and more than forty thousand. Ministers. We're very thankful that us tonight and welcome. Thank you. It's great to be I want to just start out by family and your staff. And- uh, we're and, uh, in the office in St. Louis, crew that out their time and Work, but almost every remotely and permanent home Austin, and I've been working remotely. But uh, it's seems, uh, even though I'm that I usually do, I, you know, every day, Monday <laughs> through Friday, all day long.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I just want to thank you for the exceptional leadership that you've provided. Um, and for all of us as
1: it's been amazing, the education and the practical resources and everything has been so helpful. thank you. I want to start out by just asking you a question. Uh, what do you believe that God is positioning the church during the uh, I like the question, God is at work in every and even things uh, meant for or have the gods them around for good, many positive things first church is getting more ever before in human history all the various online resources, many people who've never been inside a Pentecostal church who 've never heard the gospel who may be reluctant to try it out. But yet, there. So I think we're reaching before. That's first thing. Second thing, it's forcing us to small groups and one-on-one. It's easy when you're actually a large church to say that the pro takes care of everything. This is forcing us to every make sure nobody falls between the ground. and that's true in. Also true as an organization, with our pastors, evangelists, there's there's an increasing unity. Heard that means also it takes a team. Uh, again, church we tend to do everything, but really healthy way to have church is have a very strong leadership that works with the pastor has meaning. And in order to reach everybody, they need to be, you got to have a strong team. So I see at least that's doing in this time. Yeah, absolutely. In addition, to being a spiritual leader, I'm an attorney and a lot of, uh, it's been pretty challenging to be able to stay creative, stay connected. Uh, keep, keep congregation. Uh, what do you see as, as churches in terms of the land? Also, being wise, making sure that uh, this congregations is for. Sir, you know, the Bible does tell submit to uh, Romans, uh, first. That does' not mean unlimited authority but at least we're supposed to be good citizens it's doing its proper role we should do that of course the we ought to obey God when government gets outside of its role for example tries to freedom of religion freedom of religion. then obviously we have in this present I don't discern that is deliberately trying of speech or freedom of religion or freedom of assembly. They're trying to deal with a medical, a genuine. Uh, However, there have been some government in that case in conversation with the government. What, what can we do to meet the valid medical concerns, but also preserve our. Uh, and, and of course, the real issue is um, governmental action. What is the medical situation? If we don't believe that it really is contagious or it's not deadly, then it's a place of very high finding ways to what the government says. If we believe this is highly contagious and it is deadly for the population, then the issue is not religious freedom, about freedom. You also talk about so, even if I do have freedom, which in the sight of God I do, yet I must have that freedom in a way that that helps other people. I am my brother's, uh, and as a church, we need to be concerned about the among us, and we need to be concerned about our community, only our reputation, but the actual message. So, if we say we're just going to blindly charge doing what do regardless of the best, and we end up uh, then that's for PR, but to hurt the people to reach. Right. so We do have to balance our right and our preference with our duties. Right. There's there's something different being legal being prudent. Uh, Something is legal we mean that it's what we should be doing. So, we'll to that, a moment. Well, if a local church activity, should we do? First of all, we should look: at, is the government giving some guidance, or or even some? Guidance? So obviously, seriously, but as, just because the government something doesn't automatically can should be to the maximum of it It depends on our community of our church. It depends on our ability to follow the necessary one. So all in favor of the church as soon as possible as possible. Look at what so maybe we can have maybe we're not ready to have maybe we can have Smaller services were you know, created. So only what does the government also what is prudent medically under our given circumstances of our community.
0: Absolutely. And that's where we have to have the wisdom of the Lord to help us. And I ask for every and, and different Some churches are um, facing a, a more severe time the peak will be later. So is that just something that churches have to individually decide based on immediate surroundings and what
1: where their pastor or where their Yes. Again, I would say what in local jurisdiction. so that's at least a starting point. Also, I would say the census of the church leaders We we believe in strong pastor, but I think a pastor will be in a case like this, consult with the, because not only what is legally okay, medically okay, but what's the the congregation, and how are you going to do that? You know, since we do believe in strong pastoral respect and a higher, if the pastor says it, let's got to be careful. Okay. We want everybody to come. Five hundred people Sunday. And everybody says, well, okay, the pastor's telling me, so I've got to. But if there's a, a senior recovery recovered from cancer, they feel scared, but they're told, or they feel, well, you can't be in disobedience, to your pastor. Right. So the point is, a unilateral decision is, tries to get a consent the leadership of the, the congregation. Does everybody? Next step is re- and when you build a flexibility, or uncomfortable in this thing, I would want to do as a leader, morally coerce, even if I don't use the words. If people feel pressure, them to feel like form and take a risk on their health, uh, just because to put. I see. Um, and, in conversation with with
0: people yeah absolutely I, I was talking with a friend that's heavily involved
1: follows something index in a country we between and with our here in in terms of a culture right now it's at 40 so to uh, even though churches may should we also that people Yet gathering in churches, and if, if they're not, how do we reassure? What should we, as leaders, do for people to ease, but not be coercive? Well, I think is essential. So, if you say here are the steps we've taken, and you can say here's how the government has asked, the best medical advice. Here's the process. Used as a leadership, this decision. So you can have confidence. It's just not off the cuff, not a person, not a gut feeling, thought. And I think even maybe guidelines are that it's not just what's imposed on you, but your protocols and procedures. Communicating that. So things you're doing in the church and here. And you just listen gives reassurance to them. That gives them information where they can say I'm not or I'm going to talk to my specific things. Well, you know, yeah, I may have a little my leaders are finally, they've carefully thought this out. They've gotten the best advice they've gotten information from all over So uh, you can't eliminate all risk but this is reasonable. I can do it. I to Not be uh, absolutely. Mister Bernard, what uh, reference or biblical character
0: when you look at? When you look at this present. Story, where do to find some a reference or a, a biblical um,
1: individual that line to the situation. We're facing a unique thing in our culture, but one who comes to mind, at least in part, is Joseph, because he was secular government, and God gave him wisdom to see what was coming. A famine was coming, and so he had preparation ahead of the famine. the famine did strike. It was devastating. It could have wiped out the whole. It did wipe out. Joseph was able to reassure the people. We've got a plan in place to start. We've saved up it uh, in a time. way. And so I, he managed the crisis. Part of that was reassuring We don't have to panic this, but we're prepared. So perhaps that's one. Uh, another example. Well, both of these were high in a secular government, and we have you know skeptical of this rightly so. But those are good examples. A, a, a person who fully serves God can interact with society without their godly identity, and in some ways, we as the church. Interact with say, government, medical personnel, but somehow maintain our distinctive Pentecostal church. So, those examples, while I'm saying, yeah. do encouragement that we leaders, men and women of God, uh, do the will of God, interact, and have the respect of worldly society. Yeah, absolutely. So, those men were leaders and uh leadership in a crisis and i was thinking as you were a little bit about these leaders and how they give us good and a guideline for the present crisis that we're in you just look at the
0: word really defines leadership to you
1: well i think of two components and, and i wrote four years ago called spirit Twenty First century it's all original with many different sources. For me, leadership is first division. Okay. So you have to get out in front of people. You have to show where the people are supposed to go. A committee can't really do that. It takes, a spiritual sense, it, it takes, hears from God. It's infallible, making a mistake, or who. But, but at the end, truly lead. has a vision for people who haven't gone. the second half, a good leader also motivates to do what they need to do to fulfill the vision. So the first component is a great vision of where you. everybody gets on board, but that doesn't get you where you need to go. Now you have to do the hard work of mobile to do some hard work that they don't want to do. So a good leader doesn't force them, but he makes them make, he makes them what they need to fulfill the vision. So them uh to uh, necessary to fulfill the vision do you think Dr. Bernard to lead during or is it lead during a time Disparity. That's hard to say. The, the crisis is enormous. So if you, if you make a, a big mistake, you can destroy everything. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you set that, maybe it is a little bit easier to lead in a crisis because you're more likely to have initially and, uh, you and you know, you have to do something. So there's, Consensus willingness to to let, whereas in a time of peace, everybody has their own. No matter how bad their opinion is, it may look fine for them. Right. From what's uh, happening all around them, their own philosophy or their own, as far as they're concerned, they feel validated in doing what they want to do instead of what the leader be done. So I peace and more dangerous or more dangerous because he's consensus and that uh, and that vision where people don't really see as much need for it.
0: Absolutely. Do you think those leaders in advance to help navigate a crisis?
1: I do. So I, I think that God prepares people for the times and I, I don't mean Highly ambitious position is uh, because orchestrates people, and they don't really what God, has. Uh, but so my it does seem that God for the times, yeah. Three of the most important things to do, uh, during the time of- you mentioned, I think. I would first of all say you've got to connect with God personally for an understanding, discernment, all that is, is vitally important. And I'd say, along with that, you just told me through, put a lot in there. But prayer for understanding, also knowledge. So there is a component of you, you've got to study the situation and really understand it. Out of knowledge, and of course, can help you with that. Help yourself. Uh, second is communication. I think good communication, regular communication, uh, that dispels people down, cool things that they can do. Um, it helps when there's something difficult, get communication. they'll be motivated. Spiritual sense. Spiritual leader, she have to motivate. You can't typically the job, or you can't typically fire them, or at least if you do, they're probably relieved not to your work that you've had. You motivate. Yeah. That's how you motivate. The vision, get where you're going. Third thing is a team. Team to work with you. Accomplish it by yourself. Uh, You need you need to be able and trust, keep them accountable to, and uh, developing a strong can help you do all be done.
0: Dr. Bernard, in your estimation, is it possible? And this may seem
1: like a bizarre question. Is it possible to open uh, or to lead to to the point where it? give you some examples you you can you have to give people some area of where they they have for their own choices so if you overly you become a take away people's choice stop thinking for themselves they make bad decisions they're dependent upon you, suck your time away you can't do the job you do because you're so anything else for everybody there is a balance but actually a leader try to get out of every that can be done focus on the thing that only that leader can do Yes, um, the leader has um overlead but uh leave certain people's initiative and context we we use the term christian liberty there's certain things i will give you the big picture but for your own life, own family, and I'll counsel with you. I'm not going to give the decision to you because that's your responsibility.
0: Uh, secular leaders United States is uh, someone that
1: we look to. And one of the things we've during this uh, is that uh, leadership visible press briefings and that and communication it would appear there's a, a more communication as to what's country at that during a that it's necessary to over be more visible even like daily direct I do think it's more frequently it needs It depends on the circumstances. But think of great leaders in history. When Churchill comes and everybody, you know, Great Britain was Nazis alone. Impossible that. But he read not only by good, by those radio addresses um, and those speeches in Parliament. Listen to them from it wasn't wild, passion in the sense of it almost understatement of his words sounded home and brought assurance and faith through the same war, frank the US president fireside chats. Again, it made like we're listening in and we're listening together, and our leader is telling us where we are and where we need to go.
0: I definitely feel like there needs to
1: be more communication in time of crisis. Uh, how to be, uh, it should be determined. It is a delicate balance, I would say. Yeah. You know, a lot of investors uh, have tried to, try to be creative. They are able to get their
0: uh, their, uh the people that they have charge over. And, you know, it's been very interesting during this. See, because a lot of different
1: there, uh, there's different regulations. Say to uh, pass a very small congregations that may not have to harness the internet, filming. Maybe they're where there's not even a signal, to continue to lead very disconnected from their followers. Yes. Well, of course. For- uh, get someone ability in your church to explore the options. Just make sure you get all possible options available today. But the premise of your question is that I would say your people, so you can call them uh, on the phone. You can and interact. Uh, the third thing is the possibility of small groups if you can only one family at a time or maybe social distance um, or some, uh, you know a drive drive by would be very creative where he's out there and they by and he prays for each car. Um, and so I do just think physical side. even if you can't shake hands you have to You've got to keep your one, you've got to see that it's okay, but a view action. Uh, we got one pastor, I was told he, his congregation have the capability going on, we don't have the tech, but he all you, our regular church, every. Every member of the congregation, every Sunday, member of the congregation, doing, and then Sunday morning into Pentecostal, they'll do a better service. And so he best of a service, personal care, church that only the pastor could provide. Those big churches, which, which I admire, super, for your pastor. Wise and compete with them, and what they're doing, I will still do something. Wow, that's so
0: good. What about serving the community? I know for just trying to find that
1: balance. A pandemic like this, when it's hard to stay congregations, should we with trying to serve the community, should our emphasis be on? That? I think so. I think your first responsibility. Is your own people because church and those you've got a lot of people that are hurting, they're on the fringes, that this could tip them over um, to instantly. So the Bible does talk about especially the household of faith. You know, every, I think it's Galatians 6, the household of faith. So, yes, I think you should start with your own congregation and those who are. That the new people, the people, the elder, those who are, whether physically or spiritually. But I do think it's an opportunity to minister to the community. And it doesn't have to be a, a one of the other. You can mobilize church to reach out to them. the best ways for someone uh, to, to be blessed themselves and to overcome anxiety, fear. Air depression. Someone else. Yeah. So programs to engage, ministering to church. But you're you um to reach out. Yes, I would say. Mm. Maybe even officials and say, do uh, to people in the church. Who are those you're in contact with that are not in our church but need help at a time? And many churches they're getting calls saying, I want a Bible study, I'm baptized in Jesus' name. I'd be in church years ago, but I realize I, I didn't. So there's a real opportunity for evangelism at this time as well. Yeah, absolutely. Two years from now it seems I can say I remember that church. I remember what they were doing. Opportunity to witness. You know, some are rights and, and I've already mentioned be vigilant. But I I don't want to be known as what that was the most that didn't care sick or not. I want to be known as a church that said, you know what, maybe we can't do our normal all our normal activities reach out and help people. Wow, that's, that's a potential blind uh, leadership
0: uh, during a, a pandemic or a crisis. something that maybe
1: you're not always aware of on us and is something that we be cognizant of? A, a couple of things coming. say is we can be so focused on our own, our own problems and of our situation. It's the opportunities. So I've already suggested some opportunities. So we can't get saying this is how we can't run church. I can't wait until we get back. Obviously, we do feel that way. But it could blind us. So inward focus on all we've lost. It could blind us that maybe God, God causes this, but he can use this Maybe God is saying, you know what? This is a wake-up about yourself for a while. You would have never without this. People have never gone online. Now they are. Find out this is a good tool that we're going to use permanently. We're doing. So that, that would be the first blind spot is to focus on the problem so much. Opportunities. A second might be. Hitting yourself, so you make decisions based on what you think, maybe based on your own, your own political lean, or without really research, and especially against the consensus. Consensus is always right. You know what you're talking about. A blind spot could be based on, or your experience, or your politics. And you don't really know what you're talking about. You haven't taken time to do the proper sources.
0: No, that is so good. You know, when we look at uh, really where we
1: do, you feel like that that we're in right now is an opportunity. Is saying to the church grow in a close relationship to Him, or that we can really mirror up and see where we as individuals in more spiritual maturity? Yes, definitely. Of course, you know, with every crisis, once it recedes, it's a certain percentage of people tend to go back to normal. I, so, but I think it has the potential of permanently changing some things. So first, you know, we've debated about technology, media, and everybody knows what it can be. Right is kind of wiped out all those discussions because everything is body all the time, all the time. right but so maybe focusing on it we still need to have conduct and guidelines use of media finally we can worrying about all, like, let's give apostolic that's un- I do believe it kind of forces us to? To every is talk we have an online presence, should we or not? We've got to find a way to do that. second thing, and, and of course, it's kind of what I alluded to in the beginning. I, I, I hope there can be a culture shift within our thinking while the church. The building, the conferences, the camps, the pasture driven, uh, all of that's always, but maybe this helps more than before. Small roots, one on one connection, and the importance of every member role to play. So apostolic in the first century, they did large buildings and Meetings on a weekly basis, but homes and small groups. First, we get rid of our and that we stop trying to do, you know, a large church full time assistance. Let's supplement. We haven't already more personal home home based ministry, small group ministry. Forced to gather, pray together, and receive the Holy Ghost in their family. Mm. That's a good thing. Right. If more families, this is over. If we can get connections, more people, one another, more power about their neighboring churches. Mm, yeah. I, I do believe that could be a permanent cultural shift, more care for one another, groups, and personal. So, as we're here. And and some churches are starting to sort of back into to have services, the spacing requirements, monetizing
0: requirements, to find a way to, to in some states. You see that as being part of what our long term strategy
1: should be uh church to be able to operate some, you know, in house that maybe we've experienced supplement that with our gatherings and should be some other growth that we look at as ministers. I do think uh, we need to carefully evaluate what has worked best and what has what we other things restricted And then not just usual, but say enhance our own life how could that be a more interesting industry instead of just an afterthought we can be more creative we're gonna engage young people. I, I feel like more expertise and for activity online part of that how can we maintain and increase in small groups so i do believe these some churches have been forced to get into or forced to go to the next level. Once this is over, you can and maybe I'm sure if you were referring to we phase back in measures, as you said. But you know what? Maybe some measures should become permanent. Like hygienic measures, some protocols, some of the we treat, we think, because I know in the In the past, uh, you should come to church anyway. You know, we probably every pastor or someone and says, Well, I've been sick with the flu, but I'm here today, and and they're (laughs) wanting oh, you're a hero. You, and what we should be saying is, No, go home. You're you're everybody else. Yeah. well and and why church when you can come back but we're gonna through this time you know maybe even the change the way things gene and, and that that might be a good that churches can can maybe in overall culture
0: where do you see the future uh, in the Pentecostal church maybe five
1: to ten years well, I hope this coronavirus pass for for several years. We strategic growth initiative slowly gathering. I think the coronavirus us down, but not our not our discussion. For example, we had already day uh, we had already forty somewhere around something like forty. Result in planting a church. Well, obviously, that's going to have to be changed, but we might fall or to, or to next year. The bigger picture is our change, I think, we're talking about growth. So we're talking less about problems. There's a greater spirit of unity. We're talking about how can we encourage them to accept a call? How can we get them more involved so that when God Recognize it. How can we plant more churches, daughter work, preaching? Um, you know, how can we break the barrier so that churches can grow from one level to the next? How can we are struggling or in um, that need assistance? I feel like talking more about health and strength, um, and right now, United States and Canada, which we are probably around 1,200 church points, and DaughterWorks is up to about 400. So I do think will be over five. We have about six or 700 credits, be at 11,000. And I do expect the growth rate to gradually accelerate. Uh, and, and so I, I see my future of growth. Also, see uh, not a view uh, overly. Do see a more more of an appreciation for our fellowship, mm. a greater sense. Not that we all everything, but underlying strength of unity and the working together. That I that's, I then say Oh, that's. Dr. Bernard, we are so thankful for your leadership that God would family safe.